This podcast is about entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-care. My name is Lourdes, and I am the host of the show. Thank you for listening today. In this podcast, I have a guest, Brandy, who is a medium and a psychic. Let me tell you about her. So Brandy Van is a medium who helps people discover their unique psychic gifts so that they can experience an abundance of peace, find their higher purpose and intentions with interactions and listening to their intuition while they are here on earth. And her mission is to help others discover their abilities so that they can fulfill their higher purpose. Brandy also has a Bachelor's of Arts and Science degree in Communication and Journalism. Her ancestral line is full of psychics and mediums. She's had psychic abilities since she was a very young child and has been doing psychic mediumship readings for several years. And Brandy lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with her husband of 10 years, where they enjoy life with their three dogs. So, Brandy, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Yes, thanks so much for having me. I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I mean, it's the middle of the week, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost yeah. there. <laughs> almost there. Yeah. So, tell me, Brandy, how did you get started in the mediumship and psychic world? Sure. So, I had um, spirits coming to me at a very young age. I was like 10 or 12 years old. But I didn't know, you know, what they what they wanted. I didn't know who the messages were for. And I felt a little crazy, honestly, because, you know, I was seeing things and hearing things that other people weren't. Um, and it wasn't until like probably a decade later that my grandma was passing away and we were all like my family members were in hospice and we were all surrounding her on her deathbed, holding hands. Everybody's crying as she took her last breath. And as she did, I felt this, like, I describe it as like a magnet in my stomach, like pulling me to look up above the bed. And in that moment, I realized I was actually feeling her spirit raise above the bed. And then when I looked up, it was like a kaleidoscope of the most like magnificent, brilliant colors you'd ever seen. And they were forming a star and it was like pulsing in and out like a heartbeat. And I realized, like, oh, my gosh, I, I know that those are her angels. I know that she is being welcomed to the spirit world. She's at peace. And in that moment, like, everything changed. Like, anything else I had ever experienced was not that strong or, um, you know, I was able to ignore other things. But this was just like, I can't ignore this. This is amazing. Um, and that brought me on my beautiful spiritual journey. So ever since then, I really just got on my journey because it was like, clearly I have something here and I want to share it with the world and I want to, you know, find out as much as I can possible about it. So that's when it all started. I was about 20 or 21 at, at that time. Okay. So when you're describing this transformation of tunnels and colors, wow, I can just imagine the beauty of that. I wish I was an artist and I would ask you like to describe stuff, but yeah, that sounds so awesome. So did you speak to your grandmother or does, you know, when, when you saw the angels coming to get her, to get her, did you witness that at all or? So I didn't actually see, you know, like how in human form we would see an angel with like the wings and everything. So yes. um, it was a feeling. It wasn't that I was actually seeing them, but it was a very 100% I was sure of it, what I was feeling. 
I get it. I was in hospice with my dad and I felt the angels coming. It's like a peaceful, super yes. loving feeling out of the blue. Yes. Just the yeah, whole it was room. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then when you first started, when you were about 10, were you scared? I mean, it just came out of the blue when you were 10. I think I always had something, but I was so young that I didn't, you know, know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it started to make more sense to me when, yeah, when I was like 10 or 12, but you know, there wasn't really anybody to talk to. I was scared to tell my friends because I didn't want them to think I was crazy and I didn't really confide in anyone. So for years I just, you know, kept it in. I didn't tell anybody what was going on. And even when I experienced that with my grandma, I didn't tell anyone for, I don't even know, 10 or 20 years that that's what I experienced. Like, same thing. I was just afraid that people thought I was making it up or, you know, they wouldn't believe what I was saying. So, yeah, it's just it's sad how not a lot of people talk about these things, but a lot of people are experiencing it, you know? It is weird, right? I agree with you. It's like the more I talk to people about mediumship and psychic stuff, then it's like a big risk for me to open my mouth at first. (laughs) (laughs) because you don't know who you're talking to. It could be somebody who's total opposite of that. Like I was raised Catholic and I know some, some of my, my past um, knowledge of that is they think this is like terrible work or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's, you know, the misconception, like a lot of people think it's like dark magic Um, And especially like with movies and stuff, right? So they think, oh, it's exorcism and poltergeist, (laughs) but they don't realize it's actually this beautiful way of living. It gets you to be, you know, cultivate gratitude. It gets you to look at things differently. Like I don't have a fear of death anymore because I know we're going on to a better place. It's just like, it's, it's sad how it's so misconstrued and people don't understand what it's really about. Yeah, totally agree. So going back in your twenties, when you, had this other experience um, with your grandmother and realizing that you had this gift and, and what did you do? How did you start to develop this part or did you just accept it? What did you do? So of course I started reading books, right? Because that's what, you know, there's no class, there's nobody to talk to. So I started to like look online I was reading a lot of books and I was watching a lot of TV shows with like, you know, the famous psychic mediums. And nothing was changing. So, I mean, I was doing all of this, like what I've considered research, but nothing was happening. Like I still couldn't control when spirits came to me. I couldn't control it on demand. I didn't know what the messages were. And it took me years to find a mentor. And once I found my mentor, I would say within six or eight months, my abilities skyrocketed. And now I was able to set boundaries with spirit. I was able to control the ability. I was able to call them on demand. So that's really my life's passion now. You know, I am a medium. I still do mediumship readings, but I now want to be that person for somebody else that's, you know, feeling lost and feeling like, where do I go with this? And so I have started the mentorship program so that I can now mentor people who are going through this just like I was at the beginning so that they have someone to talk to and someone that can really say like A to Z, this is how you develop your abilities. Because there's like nobody out there, you know, like there's really no one to to just, you know, hold your hand and get you through this process. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find a mentor that can help you go through this process. So what did you first learn when you hired this mentor about how these spirits were coming to you? What did you first learn from that? So the very first thing I learned is that 
you really have to do a lot of self-introspection. So you have to do like inner child healing work. You have to like figure out if you are self-sabotaging, if you need to forgive yourself for things. So a lot of it is a lot of deep emotional work that you have to look back at. And I was like journaling like crazy. And, you know, because you have to know yourself so well, because the better you know yourself, the better you'll be able to communicate with spirit and your spirit guides will be able to communicate with you. So that's actually what I had to do to break that barrier so that I was able to set the boundary. But um, my spirits, she said, were coming in. A lot of them were ancestors that I've never even met. Uh, They were deceased loved ones who I, I, I did know. And everyone was, you know, basically rooting me on. So we have all these spirits that realize that, you know, human life is hard, right? Like, we have a lot of challenges and struggles, and they're all there to help guide us and to support us and to push us in the right direction. And I, I didn't realize that, you know, I didn't know what their messages were. So that was very like my very first, um, uh, I guess, class with my mentor. Okay. So when these spirits back then, before you had your mentor, you said these spirits were coming at you. You didn't know what to do. You didn't know boundaries and all that. What type of spirits were coming at you? Were they like mean? Were they just ancestors and trying to help you? You know? So I didn't feel anyone was mean. I only had one negative entity my entire life. Um, And that was before my the experience with my grandma. That was the very um, first one that was very real and very negative. But ever since then, I've never had a negative spirit. So they're basically... um, just strangers that were coming. So, you know, they looked just like a human, but they were like a little bit shadowy. And um, I didn't know who they were. So it was, and I didn't know how to communicate to say, who are you? Or who is this message for? So I was just seeing them. And a lot of times (laughs) I was also hearing them. But again, I didn't know like what to do with any of that. But yeah, I would just describe them as seeing like, you know, a stranger coming up to you and I didn't know how to how to say anything to them yeah okay so was this like happening 24 7 so if you're walking down the street you see the shadowy spirit or are you sitting in your living room and out of the corner you are you yeah. turn around, there's somebody in the kitchen I mean I would be freaking out <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um, oh my especially god especially when I was hearing them because when I was hearing them it was my own my uh. own voice but not my thought and mm-hmm. so I think like, wait a minute, that was my voice, but I did not just think that. Um, so that was a big thing of like, oh my gosh, am I crazy, right? But yeah, it was a lot of like, that, exactly what you said, like out of the peripheral vision of my eye. A lot of it was coming in my dreams or like right before I fell asleep or right when I woke up in the morning. And that still happens to this day, but at least now I know how to handle it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, yeah. So did you talk back to them when you heard the voice? <laughs> No, I just kind of, um, no, I just, uh, I just kind of went on with my day. It was just, like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I'm just lost. I don't know how to talk to them. I, basically just like ignorance, right? I was just going to ignore them and hope that they went away. <laughs> yes. I can't imagine like being at work or <laughs> shopping or maybe more like being at work at the office or whatever. And there's this spirit. Or two or three. I mean, how many is the most you've ever seen at once when before you were able to control all of them or your spirits? Um, I don't think I've ever seen more than like two together. Mm-hmm. 
So thank goodness, right? Yeah. Did they ever appear, any of them ever scary? Do you remember watching Ghost Whispers and some of them are like, oh, really? Like they don't really come in like that. Like they had a, like they had blood all over their face or anything <laughs> like that, you know? Um, no, the only time was, um, and I didn't see it. So I was doing psychometry, which is whenever you hold an object to feel that energy. And that was during my mentorship. Yeah. And I was seeing it in my mind's eye. It wasn't like it was right there in front of me, but I was seeing basically a war go on around me and I was tasting blood in my mouth. Um, I was holding my friend's uh, knife that was from his great grandfather that was in one of the world wars. Mm-hmm. And he didn't tell me what I was holding. I I just knew I was holding a knife. And that's what I started to experience was like, I felt like my cheek had either like had a hole in it and all this blood was gushing through. Oh. So that was a, that was a crazy experience. <laughs> oh my gosh. So to get into the psychometry, do you have to be um, in like, um, a meditative state to get yourself prepared and then you're going to do psychometry? Yes. So I always meditate even now before my mediumship readings, because I've set the boundary with spirit that unless I'm in a meditative state that they aren't allowed to bother me. So, you know, I don't want them bothering me while I'm at work or eating dinner or cooking. (laughs) Um, So yeah, they need, I need to be in a meditative state for them to now be able to communicate with me. And I've set that intention with them so that they know that that's the only time they can communicate. Mm, okay. So now talking about business, um, did you start your business doing readings first or did you just right away jumped into helping other people who experienced the same thing that you had and had nobody to help you? No. So I was doing mediumship readings for about four years. Um, and Although I love doing mediumship readings because, you know, you're connecting someone with a deceased loved one and they're having this beautiful moment of healing and comfort and some closure. And I do love doing that and I still do it. But yeah, I did that for about four years and I never marketed it. It was really just a matter of telling people, you know, friends and family that I was doing that. And then it just grew through a word of mouth. And so I was doing them a lot. And then that's when I realized, you know, I could be doing more. I could be creating other people that can do these type of things. And then that's really where my my um, intention really sparked. And that's what I realized I wanted to do. So even though I still do them, um, I, I really feel like the mentorship is my calling. Okay. And even, even though you do mediumship stuff, which do you do? Do you do platform gallery style or do you do one-on-one readings for mediums? I do um, one-on-one and then I also do like a group, but never more than like four or five people. Okay. So it's like watching Teresa Caputo or something like that. A a group of women or men and, and, and people. And you're just like, are you doing like kind of a platform style or are you going to one person at a time? So it is one person at a time, unless they want a group with them. Because I always say if you have like four or five people that are all trying to connect with the same deceased loved one, Mm -hmm. then that person would come through. So, you know, if if everyone's like on the same page of who they want to talk to, I don't mind doing a group, but um, mainly I've been doing just one-on-ones. Okay. Another question is, what is the most touching uh, mediumship work that you've ever experienced with a sitter and and the spirit? Do you have any like specific one that comes to mind? Um, I would say my own experience with my grandma (laughs) was the most touching, you know, because that was a personal one. And Mm -hmm. when I do mediumship readings, I actually don't remember them. So Mm -hmm. 
I did one last night and I remember it because it's, you know, fresh in my mind. But I would say by this weekend, I won't remember it because my consciousness is turned off during a reading. So all the messages coming through, I'm in this meditative state with my calm mind and all the messages are, aren't from my brain, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't remember them. I mean, I even saw someone this past weekend that was like, Oh, remember when you did my reading and you said this and that, and I'm like, I don't remember any of it. So (laughs) I don't really remember them. (laughs) Yeah. So are there any clients that you cannot help? So far? No, thank goodness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then are there any clients that you cannot work with? Um, the only ones I would say, and I, it hasn't happened yet, but if somebody wants to work with like dark magic, like that's not for me, you know? So anyone who's trying to maybe conjure up something negative or, you know, has that negative like connotation, like that's mm-hmm. definitely not somebody I would want to work with. Mine's all about positivity and spirituality. And so I wouldn't want to work with someone who, I don't know, wants to work with like a pagan belief or, you know, something like that. Okay. And who are the three most influential people that helped you with building your business as a medium psychic mentor? Sure. So my medium, her uh, her name was Tony, and she was absolutely the one that got me on my on my journey. Um, and then another one is Erica Carico because I took her uh boat her business coaching program so that she could teach me how to, you know, offer this to people. And so I can market myself and figured out how to really make the program. And then the third one is someone I've never met. But um, I would say Chip Coffee, who is a famous medium. And I've just watched a lot of his work. I've read his books. And just through watching him, I feel like I've learned a lot. Like I can watch his shows and I'm like taking notes on what I can learn from him. So I think he's a a very talented medium. And I I definitely feel like I, even though I've never met him, uh, he's Uh a very influential person to me. (laughs) I've never watched his shows, but I know of Chip Coffee. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So uh, let's see what else. So can you tell the audience the difference between a psychic and a mediumship reading? Sure. So all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. So a medium is someone that can talk to a deceased loved one. But if you're psychic and not medium, then you can't talk to the deceased loved one. So a psychic could do, um, they might be a telepath. So they might be able to talk to spirit guides or archangels, guardian angels, Uh, They could be an empath where they feel other people's energies. They could be a spiritual healer and be able to heal people through their mind or like through Reiki and physical healing. So there's many types of psychics, um, but a medium specifically would be able to talk to, you know, a dead person, a deceased loved one. Okay, that's perfect. Wow, that's great. So what do you teach knowing that now? (laughs) Sure. So I actually teach the very base of this is how you become psychic. And then by the end of the program, we're going to figure out what they are. And a, a great example is I've had a client who he became an angelic healer and I'm not an angelic healer. And he was telling me his experiences. And I'm like, I have no idea what ability this guy has. Right. So I'm like researching it and finding it. And so I was actually able, just through my basic program of this is how you become psychic, figure out what he was able to do. And like I said, it's not something I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just 
by going through these basic principles, he was able to get there. So that was awesome too, because I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's able to do it. So yeah. so he's able to be psychic. Is that what you're saying? After he your program? is an angelic healer. So he's okay. psychic in terms of he's able to heal people through psychic. He prays to the archangels and yeah. he channels them through his body. And then he heals, he heals them through prayer. So I mean, his validation rate is crazy. It's like 80 to 90%. He's helped people who were in a coma for like two months. And then he prays for them for two days and they're out of the coma. Or what? Like they were, oh my yeah, gosh. Like they were in hospice and they've been in there. And like two weeks later, they're out and they're still alive. Like it's crazy. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. And now uh. he's able to do that just from going through my program. So now that's what his ability is. It's awesome. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. And then do you have psychics that come to you looking for a class to become mediums and can they become a medium? They can certainly practice. Um, so the, you know, if you go through the program, I'm going to teach them how to do everything, how to be an empath, how to be a healer, and we'll see which one works for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe you can work at it, but if spirit doesn't um, connect in that way with you, then I can't say that you'd be able to become a medium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no guarantee that they can become a medium because like you said, not everybody can be mediums, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And how long is your program? The program is 90 days and I offer it one-on-one and then also in a group so that they have, you know, a community of like-minded individuals and it's full of videos for them to watch and, you know, content for them to read. And they have this content for, you know, a lifetime so that they could always have these exercises to work out their psychic muscle, because that's how you're really going to become psychic. You know, as I learned, you can't just mm-hmm. read books. It's not going to work. You actually have to do these exercises in your mind. I agree. And wow, that sounds like you have a lot of stuff going on in your classes. How long did that take you all to put together? Um, I would say five months and I'm, and I'm still adding Ooh. to it all the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm always adding more to it. Cause if I find something, I'm like, Oh, I want to share this with them. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's going to be a never ending project that I'm just going to keep adding to. <laughs> and are you adding it yourself or do you have a team that helps you? No, right now I'm doing it all on my own. I just started mm-hmm. it in January, so it's brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm doing everything on my own, but you know, hopefully it'll grow and then you know I will need to hire someone, but I love it. So as of right now, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then how do you market yourself? So well, obviously I do podcasts. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then um in school, I was also a writer and a journalism major. So I'm also writing um articles for online magazines um, nice. to get my word out that way. And then I yeah. also hold local workshops. So the oh. workshop is about an hour and a half long, and I'm in Philadelphia, so I'm doing them all around the the local region mm-hmm. um to teach people about psychic abilities and invite them in my program if they're looking for a mentor. That's so cool that you have a nice community that is has this type of interest because there's so many towns out there. And I don't know if you're in the big city of Philadelphia or yeah, are you right like outside? City. Oh, yeah. you are. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say like bigger cities have these open communities for like-minded people. And it just seems like, wow, it's easy to find somebody like you. Whereas in smaller towns, like outside of Philadelphia, you know, Small towns, like let's say less than 30,000 people, 
they are kind of more, I don't know, like afraid of woo-woo stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you that's find true. that? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. So these local workshops, do you are do you hold them somewhere like at a library? Where do you normally hold these shops? Yeah. So normally I hold them at yoga studios. Those seem mm-hmm. to be the one the people that are interested are the are the yogis. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> and I've also held them at an acupuncture center. I did one at a meditation center. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's basically it. Yeah. A lot of the, the yoga studios are the ones that seem open to it. Okay. So are you a member of the yoga studio? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you just go in there brave yes, and confident. I just, oh my gosh. Yeah. I just <laughs> reach out to people, you know, I'm always looking to see who I can work with. And I just ask them like, Hey, I saw on your website that you do workshops. Could I host one? And, you know, some of them say, I don't think this is a good fit for my community. I don't know if they're interested in psychic ability. So, <laughs> you know, you got to find the right ones that, you know, people would actually be interested, but it's been going well. I, I think since uh, March, I've been doing about three a month. So it's going wow. pretty well. That's really good. And is it just for your local area right now? Or do you travel, I mean, to other places to do this? No, right now I've just been doing local, but now you've given me that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Like smaller towns or even, you know, the next, what's the next biggest city next to you or closest to you? Go to um, those cities, right? <laughs> I guess probably like New York is a big one or like DC. Like there's some pretty big ones near me. So you're that might be, that sounds a little bit more challenging for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about hotels? Mm. Hmm, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so I like get the tours. Yeah. Like um, this, like, okay. You know how they have metaphysical fairs. I'm sure you've gone to those. And, oh yeah. And, uh, so some of those people that have the organization to do the metaphysical fairs, sometimes a couple of those psychics or mediums, have gone to hotels and asked the hotels if they're interested to do like a platform for a gallery reading or something like mm. that, or even teaching a class okay. for a psychic. But that's another avenue. Why not? Right. Because yes. I'm sure they will come. <laughs> that's cool. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I think they will come because do you notice that this year or in the past couple of years, maybe five years, that there's this big spiritual accept- accepting or accepting yes. this in, in this world lately, which I find so cool. I mean, yeah, absolutely. did you I feel that, that too. too? Oh, yeah. 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 So we just need to convince people, like, how do you convince them that this is not dark stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. And how do you introduce it? And I like the way that you introduce it on your website, that what you've gone through and your experiences and you were looking for a mentor and 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 now you're one because of how you were experiencing that yourself. Yeah, I think that's exactly. pretty cool. So, Brandy, what else are you working on? Um, that's pretty much my main thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I've also it's funny because just in the last couple of weeks, I I've found that a lot of spirit guides are talking to me. So I've now added spirit guide readings to my website as well, which I was only doing mediumship, but I don't know, all of a sudden it seems like now I can talk to spirit guides. So it's funny how like all of a sudden, you know, things just happen and spirit wants you to go a certain way. So (laughs) I'm offering those now as well. So what is the difference between that and what mediumship? Is there a difference? So so yeah, the mediumship is your deceased loved one where your Mm -hmm. spirit guide, it has been with you since birth and they want to give you, you know, the best support and guidance and you can ask them for signs so that you know you're on your best path. 
Um, someone might be like looking to change their career or should they stay in their relationship? So it's those type of questions that you can ask your spirit guide and they'll give you the answers that you need to get on your highest path. Got it. So then when you, when you have a client in front of you, do you tap into their spirit guide or is it your spirit guide that's telling you what to advise this client? So I tap into my spirit guide and their spirit guide. And then I have the spirit, my spirit guide and their spirit guides communicate and then they give me the answers through that so i'm also like i'm i am connecting both spirit guides and then that's how i'm getting the messages cool very cool that is different i love it i love it all right so now we get to the part of my interview where i ask you i don't know if i told you but i ask a surprise question on the end oh boy okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so here it goes If you could use magic to do one mundane task for the rest of your life, what would it be? And if you want, for a bonus, you can name that spell. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I guess, I don't know if it's mundane, but I would love to, and this is going to sound so greedy and selfish, but... (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) If I just had you know, an unlimited amount of money so that I could travel and do this everywhere I wanted without having to worry about the financial part. Like that Mm -hmm. would be amazing. Yeah. So what what would you call it as a spell? If it's a Um, spell? I would call it the moneymaker spell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. That's good. So, um, okay. Well, can you tell our listeners how to find you and connect with you? Sure. So my website is Brandy Van and that's Brandy with an I. And then my last name is just V-A-N. And for listening today, they can sign up for my email newsletter list and they'll receive a free ebook. It's called How to Discover Your Unique Psychic Abilities. And it's basically a fun little quiz of showing people that we all have psychic abilities and you'll go through it and make a check mark and see how many you have in each category to figure out what type of psychic you are. Wow, that sounds so exciting. Oh, I might have to sign up for that myself. (laughs) That sounds really cool. Well, all right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview with me. I've had so much fun learning about your abilities and your experiences with spirit, mediumship, and spirit guides. All right. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, Brandy. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and please share this episode with your friends. Please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And as always, the show notes will be available at 8thLevelPodcast.com. Thanks for listening.